Week four is here for the college football season, and we are here to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Fourth and Raw. I am your host, Hayden McDaniel. Alongside me tonight, the young and the restless, Mitchell Graham. Mr. Sweet Cheeks himself, Jamie Cheek, and the Dean Machine, Nathan Dean. Tonight, we have Jamie's segment of the cheapest ticket in town. We have our bold prediction, (coughs) preview and prediction for week four of the college football season. And we are here to talk about it. But first, I will pass it to Mr. Jamie Cheek for the cheapest ticket in town. All right, cheapest ticket in town for all of us frugal people who have to live on a budget. Cheapest game involving a top 25 team. This may be the last week we get to do this, so let's enjoy it one last time. Mitchell, we'll start with you. What is your choice for the cheapest ticket in town? Um, I'm looking at a team that just came off a loss in College Station. I'm looking at the Miami Hurricanes hosting the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders. Um, I'm looking at that game just because you're coming off of a disappointment for Miami. Middle Tennessee State's not very good coming in this year. Um, it's one of those games. It's like, my team just lost. Why do I want to go watch them? I think these tickets are cheap. I think that's a good, that's a good choice. Hayden, what are you thinking? I'm going to go up north, and I am going to pick the Pittsburgh-Rhode Island game. Yep. Very good pick. And Dean, Dean, Dean's listening. Nate, Nate. <sighs> I know they just had a big win against Auburn, but I think Central Michigan coming in to Happy Valley is not going to be a very expensive ticket. All right. All right. Well, let's get our results. We're going to start with that Central Michigan game. $22, Nate, which is a cheap ticket. Let's let's be honest. That's a cheap ticket. We'd all go to that game for $22. Yeah. That That's yeah. good. So, good yeah. good guess, but that did not rate in the top three. Mitchell and Hayden. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, Mitchell and Hayden both Ooh. picked runners-up. So, oh, both no. Middle Tennessee and Miami, $9. Rhode Island and Pitt. Uh, hold, on, hold on before you give the final one, though. Rhode Island and Pitt, also $9. Take a, take a backup guess, Nate. Go ahead. Okay, the other one I have written down here is NC State Yukon. All right, let me find that one. NC State, that is not the cheapest ticket in town. I'm right, trying well, to find I, it on the list. I suck at this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's why we may this may be the last week we do this. I have I, that sixty dollars to get in price serious? for Yukon NC State. I, I don't that they are really excited about NC State Ooh. up there in Raleigh. I don't know. That is Ooh. weird. That that's a lot. Uh, no, here's here's why it may be the last week. So if we do this segment next week, it will be because it's not at Ole Miss for the third straight. No way! Time. I was almost going there. Tulsa at Ole Miss six dollars, six dollars. So that they is they are so, beating inflation. This one is week at a time. <laughs> so so this game's only fun. If every week it's not whoever's playing in Oxford. So hopefully, as I'm checking the schedule, God almighty, they got to go on the road, don't they? Nope. They host Kentucky next week. So surely that game, well, you will not be able to get that for price. There's got to be some price to that ticket. Yeah, you'd think so. That's a $6 game. I'm going. Do I know? I said they were in Atlanta this past week, and I looked, and that ticket was not cheap. That's true. That's true. But 
that's only because those the nerds at Tech know how to price gouge people. The cheapest, I mean, the way you could do this, Jamie, is the cheapest non-Ole Miss ticket. But- yeah, it's just – it was crazy. Looking it up today, I was like, all right. Because the same games you guys picked, all three of them, more games where I was like, oh, who would want to go watch that? And then you just – you get to that Ole Miss game, and it's just like, my gosh. Like, like for example, Kent State is playing in Athens, okay? And that's Kent, like $30. $38. <laughs> As the get-in price for Kent State and Georgia. My mom will be there, yeah. Shout out, Christy. You are tempting me to say something mean to you, young man. So, I'm just going to move on and, and kick it back to Hayden. We don't uh, talk about moms on the podcast. Thank you, Jamie, for your segment this week. And congrats to Ole Miss for being mentioned for the third time in this same category. I'm not <laughs> second or – or what? That, that it's kind of an interesting, uh, interesting situation going on there. But uh, anyway, now on to our bold predictions this week, and I am actually going to start us out this week because again, I don't want my bold predictions stolen. Um, I am looking at a game in. I, I mentioned this team earlier tonight, and let me make sure that spread is still the same. Yes, it is still the same. I am going to go up to Chapel Hill, where Notre Dame is a one-point favorite against North Carolina. Give me the Tar Heels outright this week. In wow. Nice. Wow. Mitchell? Oh, sorry. I was mesmerized by your good pick. Um, is my bold predi- prediction, I'm going to – what what – I was going to say, Notre Dame hasn't proven me anything. And, uh, I mean, they struggled against Cal yesterday. So. Yeah, yeah. My bold prediction, I'm going to Cincinnati. Um, the, the 3-0 Indiana Hoosiers are coming into town. They are 14-and-a-half-point dogs. Indiana didn't make it pretty in their win last week, but they won. They're 3-0. and They've got Connor Basilak and Sean Shivers, two SEC transfers. Cincinnati struggled in the first half against Miami of Ohio. I think Indiana covers versus Cincinnati. Give me that number again. 14 and a half. All right, there. Good pick. Nate, can you top it? Listen, whenever you have rough times <laughs> I love and you, you, you kind of go through a struggle, sometimes you have to go to things that, that have always been there for you and have always kind of, you know, helped you rise up. Uh and in this case, I've always been able to go to my Golden Goose in Utah State. <laughs> They're three and a half point dogs to UNLV. Give them to me outright. Wow. Nate, going back to what made him so great last year at Bold Predictions with Utah and I'm State. Not, and I'm not going to lie, guys. If this doesn't work out, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> so, so. As by way of some context here, Nate is 0 for 3 on the ball prediction after basically winning the picks last year, or, or nearly winning picks last year off of bowl predictions. Um, but, but Nate, I got to tell you, the theme has been take the points, man, because you had Western Kentucky in the points over Indiana. You had San Jose State in the points over Auburn. This, this, this straight-up winning thing. Now, you've gone to the Golden Goose, so I'm sure Utah State will get it done for you this week. I don't mean to be the Debbie Downer here, but this is the same Utah State that lost thirty-five to seven to Weber State. That's why it's bold. 
That's fine. It's bold. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. Look, hey, 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 my, my, my hilltoppers had to, they had to go to overtime to beat my hilltoppers. Right. Right. I mean, you're right. You're right. Well, I, and if I am wrong again, then I just am. <laughs> Nate's like, I, I need to do some soul searching if this does not go right. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to change the culture here when it comes to bold predictions. Right. Be a Jeff Collins. I'll be, a, I'll be a, yeah, I'm a joke hey. right now. <laughs> You'll need you, to go to your, uh, your mini-me and go have Weston make your bowl prediction. Yeah, I know. I'll just get Weston to pick it. Listen, you can be Jeff Collins right now. You can take the 18 against UCF this weekend. You could do that. Hey, I'll take the $10 million buyout. <laughs> and then y'all can be fourth and wrong featuring the three-man show. And I'm going to sit here with just... my 10 mil. <laughs> You can fund the show. You can fund the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we go. Get us a studio. Wait, you guys get paid? <laughs> Sorry, Jay, Hayden. We let it. You shouldn't let oh, this yeah, come we, up. We let the cat out of the bag. Sorry, Jamie. Uh, you're this is... this week. Ah, checks. I gotta go to a bank. Oh, yeah, it's the not, staff it's not meeting is gonna be fun next week. Absolutely. All right, <laughs> well, anyway, I'm, I'm I'm gonna copy. I'm I, I'm gonna copy Hayden, and I'm gonna be bold in picking an underdog, but I'm not gonna be so bold. Listen, I thought this was a misprint. You've got Baylor coming off a couple weeks ago when they they lost on the uh, or uh, they lost at BYU in double yes. overtime. Yep. That was sad. They are catching two points at Iowa State this week. What? That doesn't oh. make sense to me. I'll take Baylor oh. straight up oh over my Iowa gosh. State. Who makes Listen, these? The people in really tall buildings in the desert that know more than me, which is why, look, I had Nevada plus 21 and a half at Iowa last week. By the time the number closed, it was 24. The stupid Hawkeyes won by 27, 27 to nothing. They scored 27 points? It took them till 3 o'clock in the morning, Eastern, after like three weather. Yes, oh but they sc- 27 to nothing, and I got beat. So the guys in the big buildings in Nevada know what they're doing, but I'll still take uh, Baylor straight up over Iowa State. I think we're seeing a theme in Jamie's picks this year. They I haven't all- gotten away from Iowa. You haven't got <laughs> away from the state of Iowa, period, except for I think maybe one. Your first, yeah. week. first week when he chose the, the game of the week, Notre Dame and OSU. Okay, okay, hold on, though. I took Ohio State to win and Notre Dame to cover. That means I understood exactly what was happening in that game. You did. You did. I got it exactly right. Calm down. I'm just behind in the points. I'm a little salty. I can tell. Oh, which means – oh, that, that is a great point. Let's Segway. go to the – yeah, good. Well done. Nobody gets punished this week because we didn't have a winner. Now, we did have yeah. a loser. Nate had five points, but the rest yeah. of us all had six. <laughs> So yeah. nobody gets to pick something for Nate to do. If you want to pick something to make somebody do, you got to win. You can't tie. Right. This isn't soccer. Right, 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 right. So right. for the season, I'm at 27. Hayden's at 22. Mitchell's at 19. And and Nate's at 16. But we all know he's going to start getting on this Utah State train and he screwing will. us all up. Nate, Nate is one of those guys. He, he, at the, at mid season, we're not at week six yet. But start week six, week eight, he's going to start. Mid-season five, four, five. for sure, yep. And uh, yeah. oh, crap, where did he come from? But anyway, thank you, Jamie, for giving us a points update. And now we move on to our preview and predictions for week 
four of the college football season. And we're going to start out with two teams I mentioned in my headline, the two basketball schools. Duke goes on the road. 3-0 and Duke goes on the road to Lawrence, Kansas to take on 3-0 and Kansas Jayhawks. And, Mitchell, I'm going to start with you. Who wins this game this week? I, I flipped a coin. I hope you know that. I flipped a coin because I know one player out of these two teams, and that's Jalen Daniels, the quarterback for Kansas. Um, I trust him more. It, it landed on tails, which was Kansas. Nice. Nice. Nate? But just so you know, Riley Leonard is the name of the quarterback for Duke. Um, Usually the names guy. Yeah. And because of that, I'm also going to go with Kansas. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Jamie? Yeah, due respect to the Leonard family. Give me Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I, I did very, I did about two seconds of research on this game, and basically all the research I needed was the strength of schedule so far for these teams to get, for, to get the 3-0. That's why I'm going Kansas because, I mean, even though West Virginia and Houston are a little, probably a little bit overrated this year, they're still decent schools, and they're better than anybody that Duke's played. So give me Kansas to start off the season four and zero. You know, the, the, the over under for that sixty four and a hook. So <laughs> I I might, I might go under on that. I don't know yeah. if I don't, I don't know if these two teams are going to put up sixty four. Definitely go with the under on that pick. And Jamie, I mean, <laughs> I'm not on the team's call. Is the second game listed Minnesota Michigan State? It could be. Is it? No, but it's fine. We go there. Let's go to Minnesota, Michigan State. Jamie, I'm gonna have I'm gonna start with you since you were pretty high on Minnesota to start the year. So Minnesota goes on the road to Michigan State. Jamie, who gets it done? This is uh this is a tricky game for me because I feel like first of all, I have to give everybody who uh I, I pick Michigan State to beat Washington based on the fact that I thought Michigan State was an above average Big Ten team and I, I didn't know anything about Washington. I That was my secondary TV game yesterday afternoon. And my goodness, Washington was playing out of their mind. They were playing like yeah. their hair was on fire. Yeah. That defense. And I mean, Michigan State got into the game late, made it semi-interesting in the second half. But it just felt like that Washington defense was – they had 15 guys out there running around. It was insane. So – I would have felt much better about taking Minnesota had Michigan State won that game. But right. in a way, I think the loss, the way they lost, uh, and the fact that this game is at Michigan State, I still think Minnesota comes out of the Big Ten least. But I, I, I like Michigan State to win this game. Right. Nate? Give me Muhammad Ibrahim running yep. the ball like a madman. Go Gophers. Wow, the fighting PJ Fletch. Nate going with the upset this week. Mitchell? Not so fast, Jamie. Mohamed Ibrahim, 202 yards on the ground yesterday against Colorado. Or not yesterday. You guys listened to this on a Thursday. Last week <laughs> against Colorado, 49-7 to route. Colorado sucks. Don't get me wrong. But Minnesota was very dominant. 3-0 and start. I think they're going to go 4-0. They might enter the rankings after this game as well. Wow. P.J. Fleck in a big game. Never doubt P.J. Fleck. But I'm going to go Michigan State at home this week. <laughs> it makes it close, but Michigan State gets it done. 
I don't trust their quarterback. I don't trust Peyton Thorne. I mean, I don't really trust any of these Big Ten teams at this point. But anyway, yeah. except maybe Ohio State, but we'll see. Uh, now, now we go out to the West Coast, and where number seven ranked USC goes on the road to take on the Beavers of Oregon State. Nate? Man, I'm telling you, this is two 3 and 0 teams. This Oregon State team is not as bad as I thought they were going to be. It's Nolan, quarterback for Oregon State. He's, you know, seven, uh, seven TDs on the year so far, 746 yards through the air, only a couple picks. Um, I feel like Oregon State can keep this game somewhat entertaining. USC is going to end up winning this game, though. Uh, as much as it pains me to say it, this USC team is better than I thought they were going to be, mm-hmm. and they could legitimately be a playoff team if if a couple of chips fall their way. All right. Mitchell? I think USC can be what me and you, Hayden, thought Utah could be. Right. I think Utah – I think they can legitimately – I know their schedule – their schedule doesn't look as hard as it once did – uh, Notre Dame is on it, but Notre Dame doesn't look like they can do anything against this team. But Oregon State is physical, and they are going to pound the rock. They're going to run play action. That's something that USC has not seen so far this year. The trenches have been the only issue for USC. I think this game is really close to giving the Trojans. Jamie? We'll go the other way. I, I, I've been really impressed with USC, and I've actually watched them the last two weeks. I didn't watch them week one, but I'll watch them the last two weeks. And, and it's it's skill positions. It's it's Oklahoma offense. I mean, obviously Lincoln Riley's there, but they still they're they're going to struggle on the road. They're going to struggle, like Mitchell said, with the line of scrimmage. I think Oregon State pulls off. I I don't think this USC team is a playoff team. But when you start looking at their schedule, you, if they beat Utah, it's hard to find a loss, right? Yeah. And so I just, yeah. I just don't think the consistency is going to be there. They have the quarterback. They have Jordan Addison. They have so many good players. And it's really made me realize how quickly USC is going to be there. I think they slip up here. And, and, and I think Oregon State gets them. Yep. Wow. I, love it. I could see wow. it. I really don't even think that's that bold. No. Wow. Like, this is physicality. Uh, that's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's take a look at some history of Lincoln Riley's time at Oklahoma real quick. He made the college football playoff, what, four times, three times? Three times, three times. Three times. Four, actually. He always got in the college football playoff as an 11-1 and team. They always lost that one game every year to like an Iowa State or a Kansas State, they always had that one slip-up every year. Lincoln Riley always has that one slip-up. It's going to be close, but it's not going to be this game. Oh, okay. USC, makes it, it's going to be a very close game, I think. And I think USC gets it done, though. I'm going to go 38-35. I think, it's a, I, think, I, think the, I think offense shows up in this game. And uh, but at the end of the day, USC just has a little bit more talent than Oregon State, and I think that's what gets it done for them. Now we're going to move on to USC's future conference, the Big Ten, where Wisconsin goes on the road to take on number three, Ohio State. Mitchell? Okay, hear me out. 
If you watched my overreaction video, I'm a little bit concerned with Ohio State, physically. We saw what Notre Dame, who doesn't look like a good team now, I feel like I'm saying that in every single pick, but they gave them issues at the line of scrimmage. Jackson Smith and Jigba is still not healthy. Ohio State just scored 77 points on the team that they played last week. But granted, I think it was Toledo, who they played. But this game is not going to be a blowout. I'm not picking Wisconsin, picking Ohio State. But you have Braylon Allen, the running back for Wisconsin, and the physicality of the linebackers and the line of scrimmage for Wisconsin, this game is going to take the under. I think this is a close game till the fourth quarter. JT, uh, or yeah, what, not JT, uh, whatever, Shroud, CJ Shroud is going to have to make some big plays. Nate? Uh, Mitchell, man, I, I'm with you right there, dude. Uh, I, I truly feel like Ohio State is going to win this game. They're an 18-point favorite. There's no way they're they're, they're nope. beating them by 18 or more. Nope. Um, if you had any kind of opportunity to put money on that, I'm taking Wisconsin points all day there. I feel like up front they are going to be more dominant. Um, and what's going to do is that's going to end up slowing down the pace of play. Ohio State's going to struggle to get into a rhythm. You're going to see a few three and outs. You're going to see a couple of sustained drives, but then they get into a situation where they're, you know, third and mid, third and long. And then that's where Wisconsin's going to be able to to really right. bite down on them. Uh, 56 is the over-under. Go the under. Yep. But Ohio State wins this game. Yep. Jamie? Wisconsin is my Auburn. Okay. I'm never picking Ohio or Wisconsin again. Ohio State, huge. I'm completely we're, – we're, the pick looks the same, but I think – Really different. Marvin Harrison Jr., C.J. Stroud, they didn't look good in that first game with Notre Dame when some Jigba went out, but I think they fixed it. They've addressed it. I, they're they they're going to address it. The, the whole point is they've gotten – like I think C.J. Stroud was just too dependent on that primary receiver. The offense itself is what Ohio State can do. Wisconsin's not going to be able to score. If they hit the under, it's going to be going to be like 54 to none. Okay. <laughs> Huge for Ohio State. Huge. Oh, wow. I don't think it's a blowout, but I could definitely see Ohio State. I could, I could see it going either way. I think Ohio State does win this game, though. I think they win it comfortably. Uh, I'm going to say within the 17 to 20-point range, so I think 18 is probably fair. Um, but I think Ohio State's kind of looking for that game to kind of, you know, get rolling a little bit. And I think it's this game that gets them rolling in the right direction. So give me Ohio State in this game. Um, now we're going to move on to the SEC, and we are going to talk about Arkansas and A&M meeting in a neutral location in Jerry's World in Dallas. A&M coming off a big win against Miami last, uh, last week. And Arkansas with a struggle win against their old an old fling and Bobby Petrino. And uh, so both teams coming off of – Completely different games here, but Jamie, who gets it done in this one? Woo pig! <clears throat> this is going to be Arkansas, okay? Texas A&M. I mean, two weeks ago losing to App State at home, everybody's down on them. They come back. They I, I I had them pick to beat Miami because I felt like they had to. Yeah. And the reason they had to was to avoid being one and five, essentially. 
They got the win against Miami, but they didn't figure anything else. Max Johnson looked semi-competent, but that offense still didn't look good. I think the defense is good, but where their defense really has played well is in the secondary. Arkansas is going to run the ball. Can they stop the run? And then once they stop the run, can they handle what they're going to be able to do in the passing game? Oh, Mitchell, tell me the wide receiver's name. I, I was just searching for it. I was vamping trying to get there. The wide receiver for Arkansas, that uh, oh, Hazelwood, that, Hazelwood. Yeah, yeah, Jaden Hazelwood, Jaden Hazelwood, Oklahoma. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I think Arkansas wins. I don't even. Let me see what the line is. They got A and M minus two and a half. That's a sucker's bet. That is a sucker's bet. Texas A and M is a very average football team right now. Uh, so I'll take Arkansas. Mitchell. We're entering the Max Johnson era in A&M, and that's a different team. I know you didn't see much in the game against Miami. It's his first start, new system. Max Johnson's going to have it figured out for this game. Arkansas showed some um, some holes in their secondary, and I think A-Chain in the past game, I think Max Johnson goes out there. I think A&M wins this game by 10. Wow. I think, I think this is the momentum that A&M needs going into this game against Alabama in a few weeks. And I'll bring that up every week. I was going to say, this is all building to a crescendo for you. There's going to be like one and four or two and four heading in that game. Yep. Nate. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the whole, just that they, they had to come up with a line for this game. So they threw two and a half and in play uh, as a favorite. I, I was not just overly impressed with either team this last week. Um, I felt like there was a lot of issues on both sides that need to be addressed. I I don't know. Give me Arkansas. I I'm not going to be surprised if A&M wins this game. I just don't think this is going to be as as exciting of a game as it really should be for two top twenty five teams. Right. I feel like it could be just a lackluster kind of blah. Then what? What's it? that's a seven o'clock kick, isn't it? That's, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's it's going to be a fun night game. You know, you had yeah. You watch college football all day. You ate a good dinner. Hopefully, uh, you're just kind of chilling out. And you know, it's eh, it's on TV. But I don't just see myself at nine thirty, ten o'clock on the fourth quarter, just like eyes glued to it. This um, might be gonna put you to sleep. Yeah, you know. So, give me Arkansas. Uh, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I don't know. I'm not sold on this game. Right. Right. And that's fair. Um, you know, Mitchell's been on a train of A and M being that team that beats Alabama this year. I'm not saying, uh, and I'm not down. I'm not bashing his opinion there. The game I'm most concerned with, though, in a few weeks, is Alabama. Go- As an Alabama fan, full transparency, the game that scares me right now is the game in two weeks in Fayetteville. Like, that game keeps me up at night, honestly. If there, if there was a game that kept me up at night, it's this game. It's that game. Um, I think Arkansas was just looking ahead to this game yesterday. I think there was really not much motivation to play Missouri State other than beating the guy that ran your program into the ground and took off with the secretary. Um, but I think Arkansas does get, this, does get it done. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it'll be about a 10-point win for Arkansas. I'm going to go Arkansas winning this one. 
I don't know. I, w- I will say this. If A&M wins this game, I'm not going to be shocked at all. Right. Either way, this game I – mean, if, if you go by week three performances, in my opinion, if you just base it solely on week three, I thought A&M had a better game because, you know, I'm high on this Miami team. Right. The fact they were able to, yeah. yeah, the fact they were able to beat Miami, I, I'll give them that. I just – I don't know. I – I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm last in picks. I'm striking out on my bold predictions. So, you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt. But Yeah, it's one of those games. It could go one way or the other, honestly. Um, another game that could go one way or the other in the same conference, oh. Florida going on let's, the road. Let's, hey, let's pick Kansas State, Oklahoma first. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about that. That's the game that's not listed on here. Um, let's go to the Big 12 first. And let's talk about Kansas State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma 3-0. and Kansas State coming off an upset loss to Tulane yesterday. Um, can they bounce back, Mitchell? Kansas State lost to Tulane yesterday? Yeah. No, no, they didn't. They won. They were very impressive. Pick them. Oklahoma wins. Adrian Martinez can't win big games against Oklahoma. He's already lost to him three times. Mm. Um, so... I don't trust Adrian Martinez in his 15 QBR. Give me Oklahoma. Nate. I didn't know they lost a two-lane yesterday. What in the world? Oklahoma. Big. Jamie? That's it. Huge. <laughs> Huge. Look, I actually – I had talked myself into thinking that the Nebraska-Oklahoma game could have ended up being fun yesterday – or uh, Saturday. Sorry, I forgot. Um yeah, I, I thought that could be a competitive game, and it was like for like I don't know four whole minutes in the first, first quarter. They look good, and then they just Oklahoma found something yesterday. Found something on defense in particular. I yeah. I think Oklahoma huge, huge, huge in this game. Hey, lo, low price of the ticket on this game, according to uh, according to uh, what is this? Uh, vivid seats, seats. one hundred thirteen dollars. Wow, there's some wow. excited Oklahomians. Yeah, Jamie, I texted you yesterday um, during when I checked the Oklahoma score, and I said, Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma might have found something. Even though it was against Nebraska, they went out and did what they should have done. They went out and blew Nebraska out. Um, so I think right now definitely Oklahoma is the more competent team. Uh, so give me Oklahoma to win this game pretty big. And now we will go – back to the SEC, where the Gators of Florida will travel to Knoxville to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. <laughs> College game day is going to be there, but that is not our game of the week this week because we look like to be different on fourth and all. But anyway, Jamie, you hate both of these teams, but which team is going to come out on top this week? Well, I hate both of these teams, but I, I am getting very excited about being in first place, so I'd like to stay there. Uh, Tennessee is going to absolutely obliterate Florida. Now, I think this is because Florida can't score, okay? I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to go on the road into Knoxville and be able to be super effective when he couldn't be effective at home last night against South – come on, I did it again Saturday against South Florida. He, he is just struggling. And I don't think you go into Tennessee and figure it out. I, I think the offense for Tennessee 
They struggled a couple weeks ago against Pitt, but that was on the road. I think they play a lot better at home. Even though Florida is better than we all thought they were going to be, I think Tennessee's pretty pretty good at this point. And that defense for Tennessee has actually surprised me a little bit. He wins this by about three touchdowns. Wow. Nate, how are you feeling about your friends on Rocky Top? You, you, you really think Sloppy Top's going to be able to do that? I do. I do. I do, too. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I feel like Tennessee's going to score. They're going to have the chance to score at will. I, my one experience at Neyland, back in 2011, Oregon Ducks came into town. It was a 13-13 game before an absolute monsoon fell down. Oregon ended up scoring like 41 unanswered points and ran away with it. But that atmosphere – Listen, you hear you hear about places like Death Valley or the Swamp or, you know, the 12th man at A&M. Guys, Knoxville can get loud, and Knoxville can yeah. be thumping. And if Tennessee comes out and they get the ball first and they march down in about three minutes and put seven up on the board and then hold Florida to a three and out and get the ball back, oh, it's going to be a long night for the Gators. Yeah. Give me – uh, I hate to say it, but yeah, give me Rocky Top. Mitchell? Can both teams lose? <laughs> they won't let them do it. Now, we can lose. They could go to like 37 out. Like, there's, leg- there's legitimately a part of me that wanted you to put me down for an NA. I'll do it. just take it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> for I you, I'll it, do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Anthony Richardson has zero touchdowns and four interceptions on the year. Um, Tennessee's been all right. Tennessee's going to end up losing four games this year, in my opinion. Um, they're going to lose to LSU. They're going to lose to Alabama. They're going to lose to Georgia. They're going to lose another game. This is not the game. Give me Tennessee. Yeah, I don't trust Anthony Richardson at this point, like yeah. Jamie said. And, I mean – I don't know if Hendon Hooker's as good as everyone's making him out to be, but definitely a better quarterback than Anthony Richardson. I think it is a long night for Florida. And I, I, I mean, I think Florida's going to score a few touchdowns because Tennessee's defense is kind of shaky, but I definitely, I definitely think it's not going to be enough. I think Florida or Tennessee wins this game. Tennessee scores at least in the 40s in this game, I think. I think it's at least 41 to 20, if not more than that. I think Tennessee's like a 10-point favorite in this game. Over under 63. Yeah, I I think 40 – yeah, give me Tennessee 45-20. I think it's going to be a long night in Gator Nation. And and kind of some stuff to back that up. First of all, $201. So, they are very – they're very excited. Over in Tennessee, and they have want this game. So they bad. want it's because they've lost to them five years in a row, and they've only beat them once since two thousand. Yep. So and they want this game bad. Ten- Tennessee's desperate for this. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And now we move on to our game of the week. It's an interesting game. It's a game that could kind of shake out a little bit of the ACC to start the year. So it, it's definitely going to give us an idea of where, which direction the ACC is going this year. Number five, Clemson, 3-0, and going on the road to take on 3-0 and Wake Forest in Winston-Salem. 
Wake Forest coming off a struggle win against Liberty yesterday, which at this point, I don't even know if Liberty considered a struggle win because Liberty's given a few teams a few scares throughout the last few years. And a few Freeze offense putting up 36 on anybody doesn't surprise me at this point. But this game is a very interesting game. Um, Clemson's defense is really good, but their offense has been subpar at times. Um, Wake Forest, the exact opposite. Really good offense. Their defense is non-existent. Nate, which becomes more of a factor in this game? I think that, uh, you know, Will Shipley's going to run the ball pretty well for Clemson. I feel like it could be an in-the-trenches kind of game. Uh, however, it's a noon kick. Why? I know, I know. I, Oh my God. This game yeah. is not getting what it deserves, I feel like. No, it, it's really not. Um, Clemson's 1-2 and two against the spread this year. Wake Forest is 2-1 and one against the spread. I suck against the spread, so I'm going to go with Clemson just because they suck against the spread, too. <laughs> Teams that suck against the spread stick together. Anyways, Jamie? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, – th- this game's interesting. This is the exact spot on the schedule last year where Clemson went on the road week four at NC State, Mitchell's NC State, and yeah. uh, and and lost in double overtime. DJ was struggling, you know, obviously struggling in the first game of the year against uh, t- uh, Georgia last year, struggled mightily uh, at NC State, and they ended up losing that game. DJ has not been great, okay? We're not trying to give the Heisman to DJ here. He's raised his completion percentage 10%. That's a big difference. He's turned his interception to touchdown ratio completely around. Five touchdowns this year, one interception. Last year, he threw nine touchdowns for the whole year. He had 10 interceptions all year long. He was very, very terrible last year. He will. He has not been terrible. But Nate said it, the run game. Will Shipley, he's already got 250 yards rushing this year. 7.8 yards per carry, six touchdowns. Wake can't stop anybody. They're not going to stop Shipley. And I don't care how good your offense is. We saw this last year with Georgia. Great defense travels. And Clemson has a great defensive line. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it'll be a competitive game. But I think Clemson's going to get the win. Mitchell? Wake Forest is winning this game. Wake Forest is going to score – 28 points, and I don't think Clemson can score 28 points. If Cole Klubinek was in the game, Clemson by 20, I don't trust DJ against anything. I think, honestly, I think the Wake Forest offense only scores three touchdowns. I think DJ throws a crucial pick six. Wake Forest wins. I have been back and forth on this game all week. I mean, one minute I'm thinking Clemson. Next minute, thank you, Wake Forest. I went on our TikTok page and all over social media after week one, and I said Clemson is losing three or four games with the way they looked against Georgia Tech because I don't think DJ is a competent quarterback. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. I'm just going to throw this out here. I'm going to let you finish, but wait. All right, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. But Sam Hartman, his QBR is only eight-tenths of a point better than Ugalele's. Don't come with stats. Perception is all that matters, Nate. Eight-tenths of a point. 
it's Uwe Ungalele, but yeah. Uh, well, I don't even know his last That's name. Why so That's why I just call him DJ because the last name part gets really. That's cool. why I'm glad you're there, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, right. Yeah. We hired Mitchell just to help us with a name. Wait, he's getting paid? No, <laughs> he should. He should be because you got this dumb old redneck up here in the mountains like me who can't say nobody's last name. And thank God we got Mitchell. because oh, Lord knows, Lord knows, over the last couple of years, how many Nick, how many names I've butchered. <laughs> I really like Sam Hartman. I really like. I, I love the fact that this game is in Wake. In Winston Salem, I'm hoping that the stadium is rocking on Saturday at noon. I'm hoping that Wake Forest fans show up to this game because I think it is going to be a very good game. I don't trust DJ, but I definitely trust the Clemson defensive line to make a play at the end of the game. Give me Clemson in a very, very close game, like less. Less than a touchdown. I, I picked Wake Forest last year to win that game, and it backfired on me. I just think Clemson's defensive line is really good, and I think that's what's going to win them most of their games this year. Um, so give me Clemson in this game. Gosh, I, I don't even want to pick a score. I, 28-24? I mean, at this point, uh, it, it's going to be very, very close. But I think Clemson gets it done with a late stop. I could see it being a late stop that um, that wins this game for Clemson. This is going to be an ugly game between me and Jamie. We're going to be John the whole time. We're I'm, we're messing. We're, yeah, we're in we're in teams chat, just going at each other right now. I, like I'm not going to have any service. I'm not going to see a minute of this game. I'm going to be at the Kent State Georgia game. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> how how am, the one week I'm missing? I'm, I'm not on teams, and you guys are misbehaving. Um, oh, we misbehaving. So. I can tell you the conversation. Go ahead. Jamie you said, talk, Jamie, talk. Well, go ahead. Jamie said, Clemson has scored 41, 35, 48 so far this year. I said they've played three FCS schools. Jamie then responds, we're saying they're playing an FCS defense this week. I respond with, if Georgia Tech had one fourth of Wake Forest offense, they would have won that game week one. Wow. Man. We want the transcripts posted online. Listen, there's this been some sign beautiful. language going on with it as well. This it's is made beautiful. It a little... Hey, in all, in, all, in all seriousness, though, Wake Forest, if they get through Clemson and they're able to beat Florida State, really the only thing they have left on their schedule is NC State, and they'll have some really good wins. Oh, Mitchell, Mitchell's got them beating NC State – or losing to NC State by 1,000. He loves some <laughs> NC State. Right. They looked really good last week in, against Lubbock or against Texas Tech. Lubbock. I, 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 oh man, I think that the ACC could have some interesting games down the stretch. I'm, I'm, I see why Mitchell fell in love with the ACC this year. You uh, are it, drunk. It's not because of Georgia Tech. <laughs> Don't start loving on the ACC. It. What are you talking I about? Fall, I don't know. That's a that's a that's like a that's accusing me of like some bad stuff right there. Not, it's falling not, in love with the ACC. The ACC was going to get interesting, and you know, Florida State's off to a three and zero start. If they keep rolling, that Florida State Clemson game could get interesting. Florida State Miami could get interesting because technically Miami still doesn't have a conference loss. Um, I'm I'm saying the ACC could shape out to be a very Interesting conference to watch this year. Because, Syracuse is three zero. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. 
Yeah, because look at their schedule. Like after week five, it's going to get brutal. But that's why I'm hey, uh, also for the record, Tech is zero and three against the spread. Yeah, you guys Even- keep talking ACC, and I'm going to see if I can hang myself with these headphones. Nate, <laughs> I'm throwing you a softball here. They didn't cover the one game they did win. They didn't cover against a team very close to your heart. Yeah, well, I'm giving you the mention that you haven't mentioned all season. Your Western Carolina mention of the week. <laughs> Silver platter, and that one just fell to the floor. Right, exactly. Uh, I've we got need better execution for them. You've got I've got something special uh, for them. For who? Western Stay tuned. Carolina. Keep listening. Follow us on the TikTok. Follow uh, us on the Twitter. Hit us up on the Instagram. All the – do we have an Instagram? Well, I, I don't think we have an Instagram. Well, you know, we're, we're if working. we had an Instagram, you should follow us on the Instagram. Yeah, and then you're going to get a very Instagram special page. Western Carolina shout out. Nice. All right. Later, excited. But yes, we do have an armchair banner Instagram page. I will work on getting a fourth and wrong Instagram page out soon. We also don't have you a- like how I just created more work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, there's going to be a lot of work going on because we'll have a big announcement coming up soon. Um, it's kind of a big announcement. It's not that big. Um, anyways, thank you to those that will be listening to the show. Thank you to those that have listened. If you hung on to get to this point tonight, God bless you. And sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, thank you guys for the support. We love you all. This has been another episode of Force of All. Everyone have a great one. Um.